Your dog's got an object, and they're running around the house trying to get away from you. They're playing this wonderful, cute little game of keep away. It's totally fine unless they have something that they're not supposed to have. A sock, a shoe, your watch, your glasses, something that has some serious value to it. They stole the dog training cheat codes, and they're running around the house, and you would like to sit down and read it, and you can't because your dog is destroying it and playing keep away. We're going to go over how to not have that happen, how to stop that from happening, and how to prevent them from doing the whole keep away if they do steal something. By the way, the dog training cheat codes is available for sale. You can get the physical copy, the ebook copy, or the audio version now available at matadork9.com slash cheat codes. matadork9.com slash cheat codes. I'll put the link in the description. So, in the dog training cheat codes, I actually tell a short little story about my retriever who was bringing me random things. I was sitting in having a Zoom lesson with one of my clients, and he came up to me and he brought me his water bowl. I had taught him to bring me the water bowl so that I could fill it up with water, and I didn't have to you know, guess to see if he needed water or have stale water in there. If it was empty, bring me the bowl, I'll fill it up for you. So he brought me the water bowl, I filled it up for him, no big deal. I go throughout my lesson, and he brings me a screwdriver. I go, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I take the screwdriver out, <laughs> I put it down on the uh, desk, I give him a treat for bringing me the screwdriver, and then he brings me a box. He brings me a sock. He brings me my shoe. He brings me a water bottle. He brings me all of these things, and it taught me that I needed to clean up my office. But more importantly, it showed me that because of the training that I did, my dog was much more willing to bring me items than try to keep them away from me. Our dogs keep items away from us because they think we're going to steal them. It's, it's a very shallow form of resource guarding, right? Resource guarding is protecting a valuable resource that they deem limited. A resource guard food, right? If you go near a dog that resource guards food, they're going to snap at you for the food simply because they think it is a finite resource. They have to protect it. If they don't protect it, you're going to steal it. You're going to take it away, and they don't want that. Same thing goes for toys. Oh, well, this is the only Mr. Fluffafuffacus that I have. I can't let you take Mr. Fluffafuffacus. What if you had two Mr. Fluffafuffacus? Well, now I only have two. And some dogs will do that. Well, they collect a whole bunch, and they don't care that they have two, three, five, ten. They need it all. Female dogs in heat who are preparing, not in heat, they're pregnant, and they're preparing for their birth will start collecting random things. This is maternal aggression, but is also resource guarding. And even female dogs that think they're pregnant, pseudo-pregnancy, they think they're pregnant and they're not, will resource guard things like this. Now, resource guarding goes out of the scope of what I'm going to talk about today. I'm talking about a very shallow level of resource guarding. But if you do not get a grasp on this now, it could potentially escalate to that form of resource guarding, where they are snapping at you, where they are biting you. If you go to reach for your dog's toy while they're holding it and they move away quick, they turn away from you, they're like, nope, can't have it. That is a very shallow form of resource guarding. They are trying to protect the resource because they know you're going to steal it. They know you're going to take it away from them, and they don't like it. Why would you? Right? If you pulled out your wallet to pay for lunch and I, sw I swiped it, you're not going to want to be near me, and you're going to be more protected the next time you pull your wallet out. Now, if I was a, a friend of yours, and you pulled your wallet out, and I took it, and I laughed, and I gave it back to you, you'd have no problem with me taking your wallet, because you know I'm going to give it back to you, and that's the exact premise of how we're going to teach our dogs not to do this. But Michael, how do I get the toy in the first place? Yeah, that's the problem. Right? That's the tough part. 
and that comes from setting up a successful training situation. Do not expect your dog to be capable of doing this in the real life applications that you've been doing. I was working with a dog once that actually resource guarded gloves, anything that was fabric, it liked to resource guard. So the first thing we did was practice with toys and building engagement so that the dog wanted to play with me over playing with the toy itself. Then I can ask for the glove, no problem. So your first step is to get out of the mindset of, I need to fix the problem when the problem happens. No, we need to teach our dog the skill before the problem happens. Right? You wouldn't learn how to play piano when you're up on stage in front of a thousand people. You would learn to play piano by yourself in your living room. Then you can go play it in front of a thousand people. This all makes sense. We just forget about it sometimes. So the first thing you have to do is teach your dog to leave it. Teach them not to go towards the object itself unless you instruct them to do so. Go get it. They go get it. Now we can play. I love longer toys or a toy with a string attached so my dog can get the active part of the toy and I can still have a hold of it. Now I can reel them in and I can play with more engagement towards me than just the toy. So if you teach your dog to leave it and then go get it, they're actively doing so in the hopes that they can play with you, not in the hopes that they're going to take it and run off. That's a very, very key point here. It's not to go take and run off. My first dog, Breezy, used to play fetch with me, but she would go the 20 feet towards the ball and then lay down and chew on the ball. That's not what I wanted. So instead of doing 20 feet, I did five feet. And I had her on leash. She would get the ball and then I would run backward, making myself more exciting. So she wanted to chase after me. She wanted to play with me as opposed to going and chewing on the ball. Teach them to leave it, then teach them to go get it. Do this enough, reward them enough for engaging with you, and they will start to initiate that engagement in the first place. They'll bring you toys to play with. We are off to a good start. That is step number one. You want them initiating play with you, initiating that engagement. Now that you have that, we have to take it one step further. You got to do it with other objects. Like with Hawk, he brought me a water bottle, a water bowl. He brought me a shoe. He brought me a screwdriver, a box, a toy. He brought me all of this stuff because we had practiced with so many different things. And in fact, we've never practiced with a screwdriver. We never practiced with a box. But because he had done other things, he said, oh, well, I can bring that to dad. Maybe I'll get a treat. The more you do this, the more options they have, the more they're going to look for the new stuff. So you just have to do it all the time. Now, I want to make a key point here. If your dog has an object and you need to get it out of their mouth for safety reasons, do so. Whatever means necessary. Okay? For safety reasons, you have to get the thing out of their mouth. Do whatever you need to do. Understandably, it's not going to look pretty. You're going to have them by the collar. You're going to be shoving your hand down their throat. It's not going to look pretty. It's not meant to look pretty. It's supposed to save them if they're eating something that is potentially dangerous. It's going to harm them. I had a resource guarding dog, this was many, many years ago, that swallowed objects because it knew the owner was going to steal it and that the owner was going to go to great lengths to steal it. And if the dog bit them, it was going to get hit. So the dog just swallowed items. What was the first thing we had to do? Make sure the dog couldn't swallow the item. You had to use bigger objects. So you have to set them up for success, but until then, you have to keep them safe. The dog didn't have a problem with big objects. He had a problem with small objects that he could swallow. But we're not going to put him in a dangerous situation like that. 
Don't put your dog into a dangerous situation and say, oh, Michael said I had to wait him out, and I had to do this, and I had to do that, and so I'm just going to let him chew on that electrical cord. No, that is not what I'm saying. Stop your dog from chewing on the electrical cord. Do whatever you have to do to stop them this second, but know that the only reason this second happened was because you were not proactive in your training before. Take that responsibility on and say, okay, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do my best, so never let this happen again. It's all about improving, but you've got to take an honest look at yourself. Okay, how did this happen? How did my dog have access to this? Was there something I could have done differently to prevent this happening in the first place? Clean up your shoes. Make sure your clothes go in the laundry. Don't leave screwdrivers around like I did. Okay, good. Now that the space is cleaned up. And yes, if you have kids, it's 10 times more difficult. It still has to be done. I got a two and a half year old. I'm constantly cleaning up after him to the point where I got sick of it and I taught him to clean up. How did I do that? Same way I teach my dogs. I taught him that when he cleans up, we get something good. Now I don't say, hey, if you clean up, we're going to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Instead, I say, hey, let's clean up. We clean up. Great job. Now that we've cleaned up, we can watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Or, hey, now that you've cleaned up, we can take a bath. He loves bath time. Hey, now that you've cleaned up, we can have a peanut butter sandwich. He loves peanut butter. So I have these different levels of rewards, but he does something first, and then I can give it to him. Same thing goes for your dog, in fact. If my dog, right, they stole something. If I pull out a cookie and say, hey, give me, give me the sock, I'll give you the cookie, what did he learn? Ooh, if I get the sock, mom and dad will give me the cookie. That's not what I want. Give me the sock, and then I'll give you the cookie. Again, you cannot do this in the moment it's happening. You have to set it up. So you might even put a leash on your dog, grab a sock, or a couple socks, place them all around. Have your dog investigate one, mark with a clicker, or say the word yes, and then give them a treat. They'd be like, what? That was weird. But I taught them to go sniff the sock and to come back. Great way to teach uh, scent detection if you're trying to get into tracking or uh, article search, that kind of thing. But that's another another episode. So now that they're engaging with the sock, maybe they pick it up. Well, they pick it up. I mark. I give them a treat. Yes, I'm teaching them to pick up the thing I don't want them to pick up. But I'm controlling every aspect of it. Now, if your dog swallows socks or destroys them or is aggressive about them, do not use a sock. You can use other things. You can use a giant tug toy. You can use a rope tug toy. Use other things in your life. A hat. Maybe you don't want the hat to be destroyed. Okay, don't use a hat. You've got to find out what in your life works best for you and your dog. What your situation implies. What your dog is struggling with. What they're succeeding with. And then build on it. And then expand their library. Expand their tool set of what they can pick up. Your dog will start to bring you more things. I promise you that. They will start to bring you more things because they're offering up behavior in hopes that they'll get reinforced. Just like they would come back to you and they would bring the toy to you and they would say, hey, I want to engage with you. Because I want to engage with you, I'm going to bring the toy to you. Because I want to treat, I'm going to bring the object to you. Never chase after your dog. Chasing after them will only have them run further away. Instead, you want them to chase you, so you might turn and run away. That way, they, ooh, what? Where in the hell is mom and dad going? Chase after me, now I can reward them. So, 
teach them to leave it, teach them to go get it on purpose, under your control. Do not try to bribe them and do not try to chase them. Your goal is to get them to bring it to you. 